the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Happy Monday, if that's possible. Dreamforce is going on in San Francisco. Avoid San Francisco. Too many people. Trump's tariffs are threatening to shatter China's economy, which already has cracks. It's worthy of note, in my opinion. American and Chinese officials have made headlines in recent months with their confident predictions of trade war victory. But many long-time China watchers say the most important drivers and trends affecting Asia's largest economy go well beyond tariffs. As the trade war escalates, it will not be easy for the Chinese government to use public spending to boost investments due to its mounting debt. Sounds familiar. Jimmy Garoppolo and the San Francisco 49ers had a bad weekend with one plant of a left foot. The franchise suffered what appears to be its biggest blow possible. Late in Sunday's game against the Kansas City Chiefs, Garoppolo was running, planted, to cut back, and bam, there goes the knee. Torn ACL. Out for the season, right? Uh, when you see knees buckle, it ain't a pretty thing. What stinks about it is he just signed a five-year, $137 million deal. The curse is on. Now, the curse ain't on for Tiger Woods. He broke the curse. So he cries after the first PGA win in five years. He cried. His two-stroke victory at Eastlake was the 80th tour win of his career. If he, could win, if he could find a way to win three more, he'll pass Sam Snead, who holds the record for career tournament wins with 82. But Tiger wants the four more majors to chase down Jack Nicklaus. Buffalo Bills pulled off a big upset, trouncing the Vikings yesterday. So weird stories happen in sports, right? And that, that should tell you that weird stories happen in life. There's a video game company, and when I grew up, video games were for dummies. My dad thought I was a dummy playing video games. And now you can be a great investor. A red dead for take two. Can fire up that stock. Um, it's because in addition to what you pay to bring the game home in a box or download it on your machine, GameStay typically offer the opportunity to buy more content with virtual doodads. Um, you know, Fortnite by Epic Games and Tencent is a free-to-play game, but it's pulling in $350 million a month on flashy outfits, skins as they're called, I suppose, uh, virtual backpacks that when you delete the game, it's gone, not real backpacks. So people are forecasting that Red Dead Redemption 2, uh, $260 million in 2020. It could yield as much as $500 million. That's a pretty wide variance, huh? And maybe some of the losers are Activision Blizzard and Electronic Arts. Uh, even Electronic Arts has always got their Madden franchise, and people buy it every year, not so much because they have to, but because it's a thing. It's not 
that much better year over year. So watch this Christmas as video games take center stage. Uh, I find that pretty interesting. Tim Cook saw part of the Dr. Dre drama that's being developed for Apple called Vital Signs, and he, he shot down the movie. He didn't like the drugs, sex, and violence. He wants the video that Am- Apple pursues to be family-friendly. Apple's original video ambitions emerged in 2017 when they hired the producers uh, behind Breaking Bad. But Cook was shocked at scenes featuring cocaine consumption and orgy and guns being drawn. Too violent. Can't be shown on Apple TV. So, I don't know. Will that turn people off of Apple stock? Will that turn people off of Apple as a video service down the road? Or will he quiet himself when it comes to what is being produced or what's not being produced? There was a big old party that everyone was going to come and make millions and millions of dollars on investing in marijuana. The the mania right now for pot-related stocks is in full swing. All right, all right, all right. All right. Um, investors pulled $45 million from the Horizons Marijuana Life Sciences Index. Last week, the biggest outflow on record. At the same time, the world's largest marijuana ETF rose 12%. There's some bad signs happening there. Shares of marijuana-related companies have skyrocketed ahead of the full legalization of recreational weed in Canada. Tilray, the cannabis company, that saw a nearly 200-point swing last week, down over 100 points since. Um, that's too much drama for me. And it's, it's kind of funny because... Every couple of years, we get things like this, where there's a, a craze in biotech companies, or a craze in marijuana companies, or a craze in Bitcoin, or a craze in Pokemon. Pokemon Go is going to drive Apple stock higher. Now it's not Pokemon Go as much as it's Fortnite. Canopy growth fell 3.5%. Kronos Group, which rallied 21% last week, plunged 7% today. So that's big movements. And that's something you need to be very cautious on because um, when you chase things like that and it doesn't work out, you lose confidence in investing, not necessarily confidence in bad decisions. So Rod Rosenstein is reportedly expected to be fired after reports that he discussed invoking the 25th Amendment and wearing a wire to record his Trump conversations. It's also been noted that he has left. And that brings up a lot of questions. Um... Is he going to resign? Is he going to get fired? What's exactly happening? But most analysts think that's a bad thing for Republicans, that people close to Trump are – got to be careful what I say because I don't want to say it wrongly. But you don't have a lot of confidence in who you're voting for when it looks like there's a mess going on. Trump is back in Kavanaugh all the way amid new misconduct claims. Just a lot going on, right? China says it won't hold trade talks unless Trump stops threats. I think that's kind of nice. I, I think it's kind of nice thing to say, right? <clears throat> um, pushing people into <clears throat> pushing people into marriages or pushing people into prenups is never a good thing. <clears throat> Always try to negotiate on a level of equal, not on a level of attack. Sirius is acquiring Pandora Radio and a $3.5 billion online radio deal. Wasn't that long ago where people were talking about how magical Pandora is, that you can stream you know, a lot of your favorite artists. And a lot of people thought that it was going to be the killer of radio stations. 
kind of kind of maybe it did on some levels. Um, or maybe it was kind of the I'm not going to say entry drug, gateway drug of, of of companies like Spotify and Apple Music. There's something going on there. Um, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. One thing that I do fear is the haves and the have-nots in the, in the world. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Analysts are impressed so far with the reception by the new iPhones. There's a commentary out of Citibank and RBC Capital Markets reiterating their buy ratings on Apple. and advise clients that more expensive phones are enjoying a very warm reception. There ain't nothing that's cheap in the Apple iPhone lineup right now. While a few days of observation falls short of a definite quarter or conclusion of a, a finale of the next year, Analysts are saying that the initial findings were that there's a surprise investor upside. This year's carrier promotions appear more attractive than those during the first part of the iPhone X cycle. So I use Verizon, and uh, I get emails from Verizon, and they're they're pretty much so pimping out, you know, requests. They're saying like, "Hey, do you want to sell your old phone? Hey, uh, how much value do you think your old phone's worth? We'll tell you. Let me show you." And they know my old phone because it's registered with them, right? or my current phone, whatever you want to say. But city analyst Jim Suva said the hundreds of customers, he said hundreds of customers are flocking to Apple stores over the weekend, provided evidence not just of rebounding demand for new iPhones, but a willingness to pay top dollar for flashier technology. I don't know how I feel about the iPhone X or the iPhone, the new versions, iPhone XS, and iPhone XS Max. Um, I feel fatigue, but most people don't. So that's a few observations short, though, of a definite conclusion. But so far, pretty good, you know, pace of people at all lines waiting to buy these items. Let's talk the housing market. Bank of America's out with a research note. And they're saying the top is in for the existing home sales, which makes up 90% of the transaction in the United States. Largest segment of the housing market is existing homes, not new homes, existing homes. And I think it's peaked. And will no longer contribute to the U.S. economy growth going forward. Do you believe it? Oh, boy. Let's get to that old fun argument of, has housing topped? Michelle Mayer at Bank of America, Merrill Lynch, says, we're calling it. Existing home sales have peaked. Okay. Did your mind just go, kaboom, whoosh? Sales of existing homes make up 90% of transactions, and they recovered faster than the market for new homes after the housing crisis a decade ago. Oh, man. We're getting older. Sales have failed to top the level of 5.72 million homes reached in November. And that's going to be the high watermark. We look at cars, and we look at as the best possible scenario, about 17.2 million new cars sold a year. Existing home sales, we're looking at about 5.7 million homes. 
feel like there's 5.7 million real estate agents. So maybe they're all selling one home or not. The peak at existing home sales can largely be explained by the decline in affordability, so says the analyst. She pointed to the fact that the housing prices are close to levels last seen at the peak of the most recent bubble. Awesome mortgage rates are on the rise, and the Federal Reserve is expected to raise its benchmark interest rate this week for an eighth time since late 2015. That makes adjustable rate mortgages more expensive. Outside my window, there's this big squirrel. And I go, wow, that's a big squirrel. But back to the homeowners. Big squirrels are like big rats. Oh, in the recent hurricane in North Carolina, some jerk tied five baby squirrel tails together. That's just, who does that? And why does that make news? Like, I, I get why it makes news, but it's just a sad commentary. That's terrible. Thank you very much, Mr. Barkley, for letting us know the obvious. So homeowners are cutting prices more aggressively now as they're trying to attract buyers. Uh, sellers in New York City made the biggest cuts over Labor Day since 2009. Now, and again, you're like, New York City? New York City? The outcome in the housing market is no longer a tailwind for the economy, but has yet to become a headwind. Call it neutral. Don't say we're at a peak. Don't say it's done. Don't say it's all downhill from here. Just say that we're not zoom, zoom, zooming into homes right now. Say we peaked at 5.72 million estimates. Residential investment, which includes construction brokers fees, fell in May, April, June, for a third quarter out of four. Weakness was partly offset by a stronger commercial real estate market. I'll tell you what, driving that 25-mile stretch into San Francisco daily, uh, retail construction's not slowing down, or yeah, it's not slowing down anytime soon, as far as commercial real estate goes. There's a hotel just outside SFO that I honestly think went up. If you've ever played Fortnite, there's something in it called uh, Port of Fortress. I think that's what it's called. Like Maybe it's Can of Fortress or something. And you throw it down on the ground, and you have an instant fortress. And that's interesting to know, but it's also interesting to say that's what it feels like in commercial real estate right now. Another segment of the market that's hanging in there is the one for new homes. Sales haven't grown as quickly as the market for existing homes, because after the financial crisis, lenders with distressed properties were more eager to sell. Home builders waited for signs of the market's improvement before starting construction. So... The analyst at Bank of America Merrill Lynch expects that approach going forward with demand hotter than housing, with demand hotter than housing inventory in many big cities. It's one that could pay off even slowly if for prospective home buyers. So will we see single family construction grow? We've seen multi unit construction just boom. And we've seen commercial construction boom. But the the individual that wants the single family home, not so much. Not so much. I'm sorry, not so much. Tiger Woods won. That's got to be kind of good news for Nike. Although Nike's calling a $6 billion man Colin Kaepernick. Not necessarily uh, Tiger Woods, but America loves Tiger Woods. Talk about a man who rose to fame at an early age. Was beloved. Kind of threw it all away. Uh, with 
kind of like a sex addiction or something going on there. And they roared approval this weekend on the links. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Some tariffs on $200 billion of Chinese goods are set to take effect today. Something tells me that a lot of Chinese goods that are being shipped to America right now are the boats turning around or heading to Mexico or heading to Canada. So those tariffs are set to take effect today, and there's some reality to that. It's worse when it actually happens, right? Demon known versus demon unknown. Uh, on Wall Street, the demon unknown is a problem. Demon known, we could we could like go, okay, it's actually going to be a hit. And today, it's actually gone into place. Big stories this morning. Sears XM Holdings is greeted by Pandora Music. Barrett Gold has acquired Rangold Resources. Michael Coors is reported close to be in is close to being into an agreement to buy Gianni, Gianni Versace. I don't think I own any Versace. I'm sorry to say it, but I don't think I own any. I know. What a disappointment, right? Caesars Entertainment's down today. Stifle initiated coverage of sell. Comcast is down. It looks like they're overpaying for Sky. Pandora Media is up. Green to be acquired by SiriusXM. So you kind of see how this is all working. Do you remember two years ago, I, I did a, a flashing story, a fleeting story on Tesla? making a big deal out of his solar roof. And it's a beautiful roof. Then we didn't hear about it for 18 months. Then I talked to Mr. Cinnamon from Cinnamon Solar, and he said, yeah, it's really inefficient. So none, barely any of these solar roofs have shipped. It was part of the reason that Tesla and Elon Musk did a little bit of a song and dance in front of investors and said, we just spent $2.6 billion to acquire Solar City, and look what we could do together, these solar tiles on roofs. And two and a half years later, or two years later, <clears throat> not going so well. So will the solar roof that's going to last for 30 years be a reality at some point? <clears throat> Tesla's been accepting deposits for the roof tiles since May 2017, but it's not even close to producing them. So far, 12 Tesla-tiled roofs are connected to the grid, all in Northern California. Um, (laughs) Tesla says there's several hundred homes scheduled. But this is the kind of bait-and-switch that I hate and that gets investors into trouble. Um, And will SolarCity ever be able to pay for itself as Tesla's acquisition? Tesla's customers would pay a premium for the roof, about $100,000 for a roof. You need to replace your roof on a regular basis anyway, but not on a regular basis, but I guess a semi-irregular basis. So we'll see. But that's a lot of people are very doubtful that that Tesla's ever going to make money on a scale that would compete with Ford or GM. And that there's, there's trouble. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, American credit scores have hit a record high. Congratulations. After almost a decade after the average FICO score hit a low of 686 during the Great Recession, the number of 
It's at its highest level, 704. So where's your credit score? And don't forget, it's become a little bit easier to have higher credit scores. Not terribly easy, but a little bit easier. Payment history makes up 35% of a FICO score, so the drop in delinquencies has more people moving on up. I'm moving on up to that 650 to 699 range. To the east side, to a deluxe apartment in the sky. I wonder if that show would work today with modern sensibilities. Something tells me it wouldn't. <laughs> California is overdue for a massive earthquake. And this one always freaks me out when you hear scientists discovered a strange movement. That's like the basis of every disaster movie or every UFO invasion. Scientists discovered a strange fill-in-the-blank. But in this case, it's movement under the San Andreas Fault, and they warned that the big one is long overdue. Researchers studied thousands of small earthquakes near the fault and found that they move in a different way than expected. While the small earthquakes move differently to how one on the fault would move, the researchers hope that the data can help the understanding of how a big earthquake would strike. So they're calling it an inevitability. Have you updated? Have you updated your? Uh, I guess emergency plan recently. What would you do if? If you ever look at pictures of the San Andreas Fault, it's crazy. You can see like rock structures like making squiggly s motions. So anyway, update your emergency plan. Have an emergency plan. Do I need to say that again? Probably not. Last week, Amazon introduced 70 new devices and services. 70! We know about the Alexa-equipped subwoofer. We know about a DVR. We know about the microwave. We know about Alexa for the car. Jeff Bezos is watching you. And to me, what Amazon's doing, it feels like, have you ever seen the, have you ever heard the, the have you ever heard the term throwing spaghetti at the wall? See what sticks. Now you can reheat the spaghetti in an Alexa-powered microwave. Woo! But awesome. There's a method behind the madness, and I don't quite, it's not easy to put a finger on it, other than to say that Amazon's kind of, the most innovative tech company since Apple and Steve Jobs, but yet they still are chasing Google, Apple, and Microsoft in that position to be like the king of tech. So Amazon's trying to say, we're going to be the the Jetsons home company. Meet George Jetson, where everything from the washing machine to the thermostat can be controlled with voice commands. I don't really want to control my washing machine with voice command. I don't think I do. Maybe I do. And that's what Amazon's trying to play on. Amazon introduced this whole concept of talking to your things in 2014. And last week, they introduced 70 new items. Now, some of them are like uh, smart improvements, like better sounding echo speakers, a home security camera, a wall clock that can receive verbal commands. I'm like, what do I want to talk to my clock about? And how fun would it be if everyone had their Amazon power devices right now? And Rob says, set timer to zero. Cook microwave. Hey, Alexa, cook microwave. Uh, burn down house. Like, whoa. The, the potential for a hacking is a little crazy there, right? The more Alexa stuff Amazon seeds into the market and into our lives, the stronger its case at Alexa and not Siri and not Google Assistant. They're trying to make... Alexa, the, the ubiquitous computing platform, Cortana, 
Microsoft's Cortana doesn't seem to fit in any of this, does it? Amazon wants to get customers to add voice capabilities to things that they already own. Thus, we have the Amazon Smart Plug, which connects to an outlet and voice enables any device. And the Echo Auto for your dusty old station wagon, which you may say, I'm going to ride this puppy till it's dead because I could put two surfboards in it. Amazon's giving manufacturers new tools like the Alexa Connect Kit, a chipset designed to get them to integrate Alexa into their devices. It's working directly with car makers like Audi to build voice capabilities in their vehicle fleet. Amazon is showing up the consumer electronics show. They're stealing talent from Cisco, from IBM, Sony, and Microsoft. Amazon is licensing Alexa to developers and manufacturers basically for free. Its business revolves not around licensing the technology or even selling gizmos to customers, but getting devices into people's homes that'll serve as a gateway to its massive online store, its streaming music and video catalog. So do manufacturers get on board the crazy train? Or is it just, you know, going to kind of like be one of those fads like 3D televisions that kind of come and go? I don't have an answer for you. What else is out there? Uh, Tesla's got a big rival called Neo, and that's getting a lot of publicity and a lot of news out of China. But a lot like Tesla, it seems to be a lot of promise and very little delivery. Ladies and gentlemen, I may not be in to work next week. Because the $500 million jackpot's up for grabs in Mega Millions and Powerball. I'm going to use the numbers 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, and Powerball 7. Woo-hoo! Don't anyone use those numbers from me. I figure if I win at 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, and Powerball 7, I'd be the luckiest guy on the planet, right? Mega Millions jackpot's 303 million. Powerball's top prize is 193 million. If you manage to nab the jackpot in either, you're going to pay a lot in taxes. Uh, you're going to want to get an attorney. You're going to want to make me your best friend. But other than that, it's it's up to you. You can't win if you don't play. <laughs> I hate the lottery. I think anyone who plays the lottery should be thrown in the Darwinian wood chipper. How about them apples? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Twitter, Rob Black Show. Don't be shy with any questions that you might have. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Tilroy is one of those marijuana stocks that had an amazing, amazing month, and now it's falling apart. You have to be very, very cautious when you chase performance, when you chase story stocks, if you hear the story and it sounds great, you need to be cautious. Sometimes plain Jane is the way to go, and you should be wary, in my opinion, because it'll work for advisors taking action on any stocks mentioned. <clears throat> Comcast is in a big fight, and they won, but they paid a price. For Sky, given the fact that Fox still owns 39% of Sky, it's unclear how Comcast, Fox, and Disney clear rivals are going to work together. So that's kind of interesting, right? Disney acquires a lot of Fox, and you can kind of see uh, there's a lot of drama. Save the drama for Lorenzo Lama. That's the story of the day. So know thyself. 
You're not going to win the lottery. Don't throw away good money. And don't go for story stocks. It's a marijuana company out of, out of Canada that's got this great technology that already right there you go, okay, I'm buying into a Canadian company. <laughs> Watch your stories, okay? Stories get you in trouble. GE shares dropped to a nine-year low uh, since the last Great Recession. During the Great Recession, it was an amazing buy if you bought it low. What a trade. But now it's at a low more so than because of the Great Recession, because of internal problems running the company. So GE shares hit the low, nine-year low, um, all the way down to $11.80 a share. That's a company that was the blue chip of the blue chips. Like you studied GE, and they just leveraged up, and the deleveraging down is 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 just mind blowing. GE was worth nearly six hundred billion in August two thousand. Um, not good. Two thousand fifteen was down to three hundred billion. Again, it keeps going lower and lower. <laughs> And lower, and it's like limbo low, right? Uh, not a good thing. So be cautious, because it's a little bit of a size to take the action. Any stocks mentioned on the show. So take a look at some other stories out there um, of the day. $200 billion tranche of tariffs goes into effect today on Chinese good. China retaliates with duties on $60 billion. And again, last week when Walmart said they're going, it's going to hit the consumer, Walmart sells a lot of goods to a lot of consumers, it's going to be a problem. It's not something that's swept under the rug. And if it's swept under the rug, it's done so by media. Um, and it's going to hit the average person, and they're going to have less goods to buy. Oil prices jumping, energy shares are rallying. After OPEC and Russia ended a weekend meeting with an agreement to raise output to make up for the falling Iranian production, no agreement. OPEC and Russia not going to help bail out Iran. Hmm, oil prices go higher because they don't help. Hmm. El Trumpo is not going to like that. <laughs> He's going to have something to say, right? A mess. It's a mess. How are you going to fix it, though, is the big question. We want to know. Loan growth is a big challenge for banks because people are wary. So it's interesting that, you know, how I say financials should be doing great. Financials should be doing great. Financials look like value. The one thing we haven't been able to put a finger on is why aren't loans happening? Banks have underperformed this, underperformed this year, returning about 5% compared with almost 12% on the S&P 500. And it's counterintuitive, which stinks, because I hate being wrong. And I don't mind being wrong early. I don't mind you know getting the early on a trade. It ain't working. Wrong. Overall, bank loan books remain pretty healthy. So they're healthy stocks with a healthy balance sheet, with a healthy valuation. But the higher interest rates have helped boost non-interest dividend, non-interest dividend, uh, non-interest income. Dividends and buybacks have been getting stronger. Loan growth has been decent, but not good. So the question is, when do the banks make their move? And what's holding them back? Key Corp lowered expectations. They're a regional bank, a large regional bank. Uh, their CFO said something along the lines of, you know, we're trending to the lower end of guidance. Trending to the lower end of guidance. 
that doesn't sound exactly great. Like if you thought the Raiders and the 49ers were going to win 12 games this year, between eight and 12 games, and you're like, well, it might be seven or eight. It might be seven or eight. Um, and boy, talking about franchise quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers, not a bust, not a bust. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, not a bust, but a lot of money goes in that quarterback position only to see uh, knee injuries. Uh, no bueno, no bueno. And I think that means no black beans or something. I'm not quite sure. My Spanish is not very good. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, a Rob Black Show. Don't be shy. Reach out, tell friends, find the podcast, share the podcast, and I'll talk to you soon. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 